2: Heating up and definitely underway. And so, as the DNVR Broncos podcast, we are underway on our first Friday show in a long time. Welcome to the offseason. And nothing has slowed down with the Broncos. In fact, things are just heating up with the coaching search. And welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. And we're also. Joined by our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, where place a mm-hmm. five. Yeah, you don't know where they are, Henry, no, but they're here. No, they they're with are, us. They're everywhere. They're here. Uh, they're at the bottom of the screen, actually. And oh, if you yeah. place a five dollar bet over a DraftKings Sportsbook, new users will get two hundred dollars if they place a five dollar bet on any NFL team to win this week, and they do two hundred dollars in free bets if you use that code DNVR when you sign them. So check them out. They're the presenting sponsor of this show. But Henry, before we jump into the Sean Payton Sweepstakes. Let's clap it up. Some big news today. Pat Sertan, first team Mm All-Pro. That's his second first team All-Pro of this week, Henry.
0: (laughs) It is the second this week, isn't it? I mean, he deserves it. You know, you never know how this stuff is going to fall, but he just has that combination of being really, really good. And also, people like him, and he's cool. And he's kind of like a hot name to pick. And so when it comes down to... You know, do you give it to him? Do you give it to Darius Slade? Do you give it to whoever? Yeah, I mean, you you go Pat Sertan because he, first of all, is really good and deserves to be a first-team All-Pro. He's also pretty cool.
2: (laughs) He is pretty cool, (laughs) Andy. I mean, he is as cool as the other side of the pillow. Went to Alabama, was a first-round pick. All of those help as well. But you know what's so cool about this is Pat Sertan could have been in the conversation last year for this. Should have been a Pro (laughs) Bowler last year, but typically – it takes like that all pro pro bowl season that you have to have yeah. until you're finally recognized to then the next season get it but pat sertan he did it all this season that's how good he was he mm-hmm. was great he was shut down he was excellent for 15 games had one game where he struggled a bit against carolina and then obviously one bad game against the panthers but that i mean, sorry against the raiders but 15 games where he was the best player on the field for yep. most of most of the get those games just shows how good he is. And now Henry, just like we said when, when he made the Pro Bowl, I expect Pat Sertan to be on this all pro list, whether it's first or second team for the next twelve years.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, cause we saw what it takes to get in. Is he had two bad games. Yep. And it seems like two bad games is about what you can get away with. I think if there yep. was a third then that would have been kind of the separator. But that second game against the Raiders, that game against the Panthers, I think he gave up three touchdowns in, in those two games. I think that's of four all season. <laughs> yeah, You know, it, it, it's really, really hard to be a first-team all-pro cornerback. You have to be almost perfect to do it. And, you know, I, it was so shocking when Pat Sertan played yeah. – I mean, it, you can't even say poorly in those games, but looked like an average, maybe below average starting cornerback for two games. It's so shocking to see that you just don't expect that to happen. And and I, I think it's going to be, I, I can't say easy for him to clean it up, but I definitely agree that he should be a first team all pro for the foreseeable future because look at what he did.
2: And it's pretty incredible how he's recognized by everyone as being this good, Mm -hmm. because he gets it from the NFLPA's players' first-team All-Pro, so that means the players respect the hell out of him. And then also from the AP, it's really cool and just shows (laughs) how good of a player Pat Sertan is. And he's 22 years old. That's why it's not crazy to say he could be on this list for the next 10 years, Mm -hmm. and right now... It's certainly not crazy to put him in the Champ Bailey conversation when he's done it on paper, mm. just in his second year. You, whoa, you have a problem uh, with that?
0: It's too soon. It's just too soon.
2: Not after this, Henry. It's too soon. First team All Pro at 22.
0: I mean, I mean, he definitely could be going forward, but I mean, Champ Bailey was—he was this Pat Sertan for a decade in Denver, and so just. Y- but we just
2: said he should be for the next. He should decade. be. He should
0: be, but he hasn't done it yet.
2: Well, of course, I'm. I. I, I, I But I'm projecting that he's going to be.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I would, too.
2: Okay. I would, too. Okay. I thought you were backing out on (laughs) me there. Someone else that we got to clap it up for. Justin Simmons. Second team All-Pro for the third time in Mm -hmm. his career.
0: Yeah. I mean, he deserves it, too. You know, it's kind of crazy. It it, it reminds me a lot of, of Nicole Jokic, honestly, where... You know, you spend a game just, like, watching, and you're like, oh, not much from Joker tonight. And meanwhile, he's put up, like, 23, 14, and 9 or something like that. Yeah. Like, wait, actually, he was really good. <laughs> it's right. the same thing with Pat Sertan or, – or, sorry, with Justin Simmons this season where even a month or so ago you're saying, yeah, Justin hasn't been all that great. Justin hasn't done all that much. This has not been his best season. And then you look down at the end of the year, and he's forced two more turnovers than anybody else in the NFL despite right. playing five fewer games. <laughs> yeah. Like – It's he just is really really good, and again, it's maybe similar to that Pat Sertan stuff too, where you get that little lull, and you see it, and you're just like, wait, what is going on? And with Justin Simmons this season, there were some missed tackles, especially early in the year. You're looking at it, just like, wait, Justin Simmons missing tackles? Then he cleans that part up. He has the the turnovers come through for him, and all of a sudden, you're saying, yeah, he's. He's a second team All Pro, and with with a with a strong case to be first team All Pro. If not for the injuries, he probably would have been. Yeah,
2: missed five games. Crazy. And still, as you said, had two more forced turnovers <laughs> than any player in the NFL, and that was the step that Justin needed to take. Yep. Right when he signed his big contract two years ago, he needed to become mm-hmm. that playmaker, ball hawk, uh, guy that just made plays, and he has become that over these last two years. And like you said, he he even struggled at times this year, and still still. still very much deserved to be an All-Pro, could have made the argument to be a first-team All-Pro as Mm -hmm. well. At Broncos secondary, looking mighty fine with Damari Mathis as well. Broncos, maybe Caden Stearns can step up. It's it's hard to count on him mm-hmm. next year and just to know exactly what type of player he's going to be since he did miss so much of this season. But when he's played, Caden Stearns has been a difference maker. He's been one of the most efficient players in the NFL in the few snaps he's got in his first and second year. So very, very exciting place for the Broncos to be there. And speaking of exciting... Sean Payton will get the very first interview with the Denver Broncos next Tuesday morning. Like we talked about yesterday, the Broncos are wasting zero time getting to talk to Sean Payton. He can talk to them on the morning of Tuesday, January 17th. My mom's birthday. Shout out, mom. Wow, He's talking to them on the morning (laughs) of January 17th. The Broncos are getting the very first interview with Sean Payton. And there's a lot of news and juice surrounding Sean Payton. Let's start off with the good news for the Broncos. According to a national reporter who works for the Washington Post, Mark Maskey, he says the Broncos appear to be the front runner for Sean Payton, at least in the early stages of the process. Payton likes the franchise's stable ownership and would be happy to work with Russell Wilson, sources say. It will be interesting if the Cowboys end up moving on from Mike McCarthy and enter the bidding for Sean Payton. They clearly would be a contender. But even if that occurs, it's possible that Payton would opt for the Broncos. So that news comes out yesterday (laughs) at 5.07 p.m. Denver time. And then this morning, we get a twist. Or something that turns your stomach if you're a Broncos fan that wants Sean Payton. We have both James Palmer and Ian Rappaport really strongly suggesting that, they, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, that they believe the Cardinals are a front runner, or at least one of the front runners on the Pat McAfee show today. Ian Rappaport said it's pretty legit of Sean Payton to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, national reporter James Palmer also echoed a similar statement today, um, saying that uh, Arizona makes the most sense to me. And from what I've heard around the league, talking about Sean Payton coaching mm-hmm. the Cardinals next year. Boy, we're getting a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Sean Payton's name is really heating up. And something else that, that we found out, I believe, two days ago, there's obviously five head coach openings as of now, which we'll talk yeah. about in a second. Three teams have been granted permission to speak with Sean Payton from the Saints. Mm-hmm. It's the Broncos, the Texans, and the Cardinals. Something else we also found out about that is is, the Saints have granted permission to teams that have agreed on trade compensation. So that won't be an issue if the Broncos want to hire Sean Payton. They've already cleared that hurdle with the Saints. Same is true with the Cardinals and the Texans. However, the other two teams with head coach openings have reached out to the Saints. And for whatever reason, whether it's Sean Payton saying no, whether it's the Saints saying no, Mm -hmm. they've said no to the Indianapolis Colts as of now and to the Carolina Panthers within the division Makes that sense. doesn't surprise yeah. me at all. But so that's kind of I think the 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 rumors, the reports kind of where we sit with Sean Payton now. Did I miss anything, Henry? I don't think
0: so. I think that's most of it. I think there are a couple other things that are just kind of like yep. basically the same. But yeah, it it is definitely interesting to hear that the Cardinals are the other team. Um for the most part as of right now and things are going to change over the next couple weeks as they always do. To me though, if, if it's Broncos versus Cardinals, I feel pretty good about the Broncos' chances, right?
2: Ah, man. We had this conversation a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, ranking the head coach openings, <laughs> and the Cardinals were one of them we talked about. The Broncos were another... Ah, with ownership, and and we we break it down, ownership, Broncos definitely have that. They have the stability, and that's one of the things that's been mentioned over these past 24 hours about Sean Payton would like to be with the Broncos' ownership, stable, money, all the resources in the world. Sean Payton could put together any staff that he wants because he would have all the resources to do that. But then you have the clip that's been floating around this week of Sean Payton talking about – Kyler Murray entering the draft (laughs) process a couple of years ago where he's at the combine and boy, was he just speaking great about Kyler Murray and his tape and what he's done. And now a disadvantage to the Cardinals job is Kyler Murray's not going to be available. It seems at the beginning of this season. Yep. But I don't think that's as big of a deal as some people are making it because huh. Sean Payton's not taking this job for one year to prove himself that's in true. one year. Sean Payton is going to get, regardless of whatever team he's at, four years minimum. Yeah, I mean, he'll get a five or six year deal, but I yep. mean, they're going to give him four years minimum, especially if he takes a job this year. The Cardinals are going to say, we don't really care what happens mm-hmm. this year with Kyler Murray. Uh, so I, I don't think that that is a, big negative for him picking the Broncos over the Cardinals. And so what it probably really comes down to is, does he want to work with Kyler Murray for the next five years? Mm-hmm. Or does he want to work with Russell Wilson for the next three to five years? Yeah.
0: Or even two years. If it doesn't go it's well, true, it's true. But yeah, one,
2: I, one year, if it really doesn't go well,
0: you could find a way potentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, I'm curious. Cause again, I guess you have the receivers there with the Cardinals. And you look apparently at like they
2: want to trade DeAndre Hopkins. True, <laughs> and then
0: I mean, then you're, you have Marquise Brown, Rondale yeah. Moore. Like
2: that's there, there's weapons that's
0: there. You have speed. Like there's something to work with. I don't. The, the running game's not that impressive. The offensive line's nothing special. You know, JJ Watt's gone. You're like Buddha Baker's a good player. Byron Murphy is a good player. Like Isaiah Simmons is talented, but hasn't actually been all that good. Yeah. So I just I I think that that team has so much work to do to actually be competitive or or close to competitive, I guess maybe if you're Sean Payton, you can look at it and say, well, next year doesn't matter. So this year we're tearing everything down to the bones. We're we're selling off all these pieces, maybe even some of the guys I mentioned, and then starting almost a rebuild this offseason, except that you're winning four games next year, and then hopefully build back up when you get Kyler back. Or I guess technically you probably get him back the end of next season. You're going to be out of the playoffs at that point. I don't think there's any way to be Close, with three weeks to go without Kyler Murray all season.
2: What about this? They have the number three overall pick. True. In part, thanks to the Broncos winning Mm -hmm. last weekend, bumping the Seahawks down to five. Our guys at PHNX Cardinals were cheering so hard (laughs) for the Broncos (laughs) to beat the Cardinals in order for that to happen. Mm -hmm. What if they drafted a quarterback with that third overall pick?
0: Uh, The thing is, you're still so stuck with Kyler. It's true. Like, Like, he is going to be around... And the other thing is I'm not personally I don't love the quarterbacks this year. I think that if it was shame on you. Henry. If I know, I know you like the 5 foot 11 quarterback. But but if it was next year Oh my goodness! Could you actually imagine oh. if your quarterback's oh. room is Kyler Murray, Bryce Young?
2: <laughs> that's
0: they like combine for the height of one real quarterback. Oh
2: my god! Get out <laughs> of here! Coming from a guy that's shorter <laughs> than both of them.
0: <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. That would be crazy though. That'd be the most like Sean Payton thing. Like go from Drew Brees to Bryce Young and Kyler. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, if it was next year's class and you have one of those guys, and to be fair, we thought these guys could wind up this way by now but they didn't um then it'd be tempting but right now i i don't think you use that on quarterback I, if there was a way to just pump that to next year right then you do it right
2: right I and mean, maybe maybe they do do that because <sighs> yeah. they're bad this year just
0: bet on the texans to be bad right Say, like we'll give you number th- our number three that's overall true. pick for your number that's one next really year True,
2: that's really true and <laughs> that's one reason why i'm not fully dismissing the texans in this battle for sean payton is just If Sean Payton wants to work with a quarterback of his choice, a young guy, Mm -hmm. the Texans organization is is a mess. I would not want to be there at all in terms of the ownership, the general manager, that. But if the owner says, here's a massive contract with tons of money, and you get to choose your new general manager, you can fire the the guy from New England that's here right now. um, Maybe that's appealing to him in terms of a front office ownership standpoint. But then what the most appealing thing is you pretty much get your quarterback of choice Mm -hmm. because you have the number two overall pick, uh, and you can do Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. You have another first-round pick from the Dolphins, I believe. They they have tons of picks. Now, maybe that first-round pick would be gone in trading for Sean Payton, but they would still be able to get their quarterback of choice. And if that's the route he wants to go, I don't want to completely eliminate them. But, Henry, when we're looking at the postseason – And looking at these games this weekend, Mm -hmm. there's two teams that really scare me when it comes to still potentially being big players for Sean Payton. And let's talk about those and preview the playoffs right after I tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where there's no better place to be than DraftKings Sportsbook this weekend, Henry. I cannot wait. 2.30 p.m. tomorrow, first game kicks off. we got two games of NFL football tomorrow, three games on Sunday, one game Monday night. This is going to be an incredible 48 hours. I should say like 56 hours of football. Mm -hmm. I can't wait, and I'm going to be hooked on DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want to be hooked on DraftKings Sportsbook, but do it with free money, there's no better way to gamble than with free money. True. Use the code DNVR when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Place a $5 money line bet on any NFL team to win this week. And when they do, you get $200 in free bets in your account. And you can get those $200 in free bets if you place a $5 bet on the San Francisco 49ers to beat the Mm -hmm. Seattle Seahawks the very first game. Then you're going to have $200 in free bets to use for the remaining five games of Wild Card Weekend. And Henry and I are going to give out our picks in just a second. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up. That's promo code DNVR when you sign up. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 and make sure to see our show notes for details.
0: And also, make sure you pick up some Breckenridge beers for this weekend. Um, They're definitely the best beers that you can find. They're a local company um they're they're available across the country though if you go to breckbrew.com you can use the beer locator and see where you can pick up whatever beer you want to try um so many good options i'm probably just going to get a bunch of strawberry skies this weekend we if you're coming down to the bar for this weekend and i imagine it's going to be a, a blast here this weekend i guess there's a nuggets party bus cool. i think one of these for nights sunday? so yeah i'm not they play sure. sunday right yeah it would be sunday Interesting. But yeah, so there's there's a lot going on here for the bar or at the bar, and we obviously have a bunch of Breckenridge beers on tap. So uh, make sure that you uh, use that beer locator or just come down to the DMVR bar, have some Breckenridge beers this weekend.
2: There we go, Henry. Let's dive into our playoff picks, but first let's talk about two teams that scare the hell out of me mm-hmm. in the Sean yeah. Payton uh, in the Sean Payton sweepstakes. I don't know if you guys can hear that. I have no idea what that noise is either it's a vacuum? ghost it's a ghost it's the ghost of sean payton
0: no i think he's alive
2: <laughs> uh, oh okay <laughs>
0: ah it's yeah <your>, here's mom
2: <laughs> well, how is that here's
1: mom
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, okay so let's let's jump into the two teams that scared me henry yeah we've got the chargers this week did you mm-hmm. see the news that came out this morning
0: Yeah, Mike Williams isn't playing because he broke a bone in his back because he took a hit in a meaningless football game against the Broncos.
2: Oh, yeah, that's tough for the Chargers, but extra tough for Brandon Staley. Yeah. Let's say if they can't beat the Jaguars, which is going to be a tough game. If they can't do that, then I think Brandon Staley could be out. And Mm -hmm. I, I like Brandon Staley as a coach. What he did last week is indefensible. Yeah. Especially the fact that it did come back to hurt them this week, indefensible. And if you are the Chargers and you think you have the opportunity, the number one opportunity to get Sean Payton, and boy, how how long have we heard for many months that mm-hmm. if a, if an LA job is open, then that's the job that Brandon Staley wants or that that Sean Payton wants specifically. If it's the Chargers job, because yep. you get to work with Justin Herbert, what a good situation to go into for a coach. If that's the case, boy, I think you just have to go and do that move.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think you have to also. I think that it is more likely than not that they would fire Brandon Staley if they lose this weekend, <laughs> which is crazy to say. Yep. And in, in in another world where Sean Payton isn't available, I don't think that's true
2: at all. But right. like it, it's... It's so obvious that you could upgrade. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it, it not only upgrade, but then you can uh, show that what happened last week was inexcusable. Totally. So, so you have reason to move on from him, despite mm-hmm. Brandon Saley making the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I mean they should make the playoffs. Exactly. A lot of people thought they were going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like again, yeah. In a vacuum, like if Sean Payton isn't available, then I don't think you would do it. Uh huh. I mean, it's you're you're going to to you're going on the road for a playoff game. It's not I and mean, you're you're slightly favored losing that game really isn't egregious to me, right? It it really you a, a good coach still probably doesn't win that game. Yeah. It's it's I don't know. It's a toss up. It's a toss up to me. Um but with with uh Sean Payton out there, how do you not just go get him?
2: Yeah. I I completely especially the Broncos are interviewing Sean Payton on Tuesday. Where? Yeah. In Los Angeles, because that's where he yep. lives. That's where he wants to live, according to many reports. And we typically don't hit Super Chats until the third. But this one coming in from Andrew is just perfect. Thank you for the $10 Super Chat. He says, Sean Payton is going to the Chargers with their coach, uh getting fired. And after a first-round playoff loss and the Mike Williams injury, Andrew's mm-hmm. right there with us. I would not be surprised if that happens. We'll get into our picks to see if we think that will yep. happen or not and another coach that i think is coaching for his job this weekend is mike mccarthy now of course jerry jones comes out this week and says no mike mccarthy's not gonna get fired depending mm-hmm. on the result of this playoff game henry what's he supposed to say when asked about could yes. you imagine if he says yep mike mccarthy's on the hot seat <laughs> with this like no he's not gonna say that but he remember he was mm-hmm. this close to firing Mike McCarthy last year after they had a first round playoff loss. Then what do they do this year? They're a really hot team throughout the season fighting for the number one seed. So Mm -hmm. a lot of hope. If they lose in the playoffs again, you almost kind of view this as like the John Fox. Like, thank you, Mike McCarthy, for what you've done, for building us up to this point. But we have to move on and go get someone that we think can take us to the promised land, take Mm -hmm. us over that next hump. Maybe no better option. Then one, a guy that's been in your building before with mm-hmm. Sean Payton. And two, a guy that's won a Super Bowl before. And cherry on top, the hottest head coaching candidate yep. out there potentially. Uh, I, this is just such a Jerry Jones move for me. So <laughs> I also think that if the if the Cowboys lose to the Bucks, spoiler alert, I think it's happening, then I think Mike McCarthy's out. If Jerry Jones probably does some tampering in the background, yep. thinks he can get Sean Payton.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very realistic scenario. I would wonder if the Saints would trade Peyton to the Cowboys. Oh,
2: because uh, of NFC? Or I think it's the of... NFC
0: thing. And the difference between the Cowboys and the Cardinals is that the Cowboys are a legitimate yeah. contender in the <laughs> NFC. Yeah. And, and they might look at that and say, you know what, we've got however many... It's gonna take the Saints a couple years to get to that level, but when they get there, I don't think they want to have to go through Sean Payton leading a Cowboys team because that it's it's just a bad combination. I still think they probably would be willing to trade with the Cowboys, but I do think that that's a conversation that would be had, and so I'm curious how that part would go. It's fair, um, yeah. I whereas the the Chargers, I think, have not a very good head coach. I think that the Cowboys actually have a, a decent head coach at the very worst. Aaron Rodgers s- would disagree. He sure would, but I don't know that I trust that man. I, what would he say fair, about Nathaniel fair. Hackett? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah if would had taken him instead. But I just don't think it's worth it for the Cowboys to gamble on landing Sean Payton by firing Mike McCarthy, even if they lose this.
2: Do you think it's worth it if they do some tampering and it's not really a gamble? they know the Saints will take their offer and they know Sean Payton will come to them.
0: If they know that that's an option, then yeah. I think, I think you do it. Yeah. If they lose.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I do think that Jerry will be doing some uh, work behind the scenes. Maybe I shouldn't call it Tampa. Mm, yes. Work behind the scenes <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> happens. And, Henry, there's one more team that... What, what do you think? What's the likelihood of uh, the Rams going after and being able to land Sean Payton if... In a couple of days, Sean McVay announces his retirement.
0: I think that the Chargers, if that job is available, is where Sean Payton would go. Yeah. I think the Cowboys and the the um sorry, the Rams are probably next up. Behind okay. okay, I think the Broncos are behind them, probably on the same tier with the Cardinals, based on what we've heard. Mm, um,
2: so we really should be concerned about what happens this week and what happens with Sean Payton. Yeah, or, I'm, I'm sorry, but with the Rams,
0: yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that the Chargers are actually willing to pull the trigger and get rid of Brandon Staley if they lose, but there's a real chance they do, and I think that they probably would. So maybe you do cheer for them to win this game. Maybe you do cheer for the Cowboys yeah. to move on so that yeah. you don't have to worry about them.
2: I don't think people have a have an issue cheering against Tom Brady. So I think people are going to be fine pulling for the Cowboys in Broncos country. But man, cheering for the Chargers to mm-hmm. win in the short term is going to be tough for people. But man, I think you'd rather have Sean Payton here <laughs> than within your division, that's for sure. And so you're putting them th- tied for fourth-ish? with the Cardinals. That's crazy. And then three of those can be eliminated, and the Broncos could be tied for first, potentially. I don't really disagree with you. And Mm -hmm. what we're hearing today, yesterday, it was the Broncos had the lead over the Cardinals from from Mark Maskey. Uh, And then today, we're hearing from Ian Rappaport and James Palmer that maybe it's actually the Cardinals that have the lead over the Broncos. It's Mm -hmm. wild how you know a couple of days ago, it's like, the Broncos are the best job out there. And now things are changing where it could be the Broncos are like the fifth job out there, at least in Sean Payton's eyes, Mm -hmm. which is wild. And Henry, there's also kind of one more update we should talk about with this because there's been a top two. There's a tier one for the Broncos in terms of who they want as their next Mm -hmm. head coach. It's Sean Payton and it's Jim Harbaugh. As we went through today, it could be kind of difficult for the Broncos to get Sean Payton. Yep. Jim Harbaugh, who knows what's going on there, but now the president of the University of Michigan is stepping into this, talking with Jim Harbaugh, wanting to get a deal done, and you hear conflicting reports. You have one person come out yesterday saying uh, that all signs are leading to Jim Harbaugh yep. coming back to the University of Michigan, and the person that had this report also had it last year that he was coming back, and then he did go back. And then you still have some people saying, well, he's not getting what he wants from the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. so he's still looking at the NFL But Broncos are on kind of maybe a a dangerous edge right now Yeah. of, as you said, potentially being not a top choice for Sean Payton anymore. And uh, Jim Harbaugh going back to the University of Michigan just a couple of weeks ago, the Broncos are going to be ultra-aggressive to do whatever they needed to do to get their Mm -hmm. top guy. Right now, they're maybe in a little bit of limbo in terms of being able to get that top guy.
0: It's tough. And I think the big thing with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan right now is just the fact that they're talking. Because... I th- it seems like if you're talking, you're close. You know, there's something to talk about. It wasn't, hey, Jim, we want to bring you back. And Jim said, okay, I need $15 million a year. And they said, oh, well, that's going to be an issue. Right. You know, or, or we'll get back to you if you can find a way to do it. You know, so the fact that there's a conversation going on right. means that they are within the range, which is a bad sign for the Broncos for sure. A good sign that they haven't gotten the deal done yet, Yep. Um. obviously. But... I I think Sean Payton is much more likely to come to the Broncos than Jim Harbaugh right now.
2: Man, that that's how it's leaning. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm just nervous that the Broncos could strike out on both of them. Yep. So these games this weekend are going to be very key. And let's dive yep. into them, Henry, and talk about them. And let's just go in order of how these games are set up. We've got the Seahawks going into the 49ers to play Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. Seahawks almost ten point dogs. I believe mm-hmm. the number's like nine and a half right now. Does Geno Smith have any shot?
0: I think so, honestly. Ooh. I think Ooh. so. And I don't know if I'm willing to bet on them to actually win the game, but what's it plus three
2: something probably? 380.
0: Ooh. I mean it's 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 close enough to being tempting. Yeah. The, the the talent that the 49ers have is just a little bit too overwhelming to take that. Yeah. But the Seahawks are running the ball pretty well. True. The 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 passing game is kind of dried up. They haven't been getting big games from Lockett or Metcalf or yeah. really Geno either. So I don't know if they have the juice to you know put up thirty if if that's what it takes in this game. But I do think that they can control the ball, pick up some yards on the ground, and at least cover that nine and a half.
2: Okay. Okay. I like it, but you're taking the 49ers to win. I think this. so. Yeah. Boy, I, you These are have indecisive. I like it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of it's playoff football, that this could actually be a good game. You're right. Playoff yeah. Football, division football, Pete Carroll. Unfortunately, we've learned this year. He's a pretty damn good head coach yep. can get his team ready to go, but give me the 49ers. I just, you, you, you kind of mentioned it. The 49er or the, the Seahawks have had a difficult time passing recently. Yep. And I think the 49ers can absolutely shut down the Seahawks Mm -hmm. running a game. I don't know how the Seahawks are going to score more than 14 points, but really more than 10 points in this game. Uh, I think there's going to be some weather, some rain. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that uh, it's like a 40 to 10 blowout, but give me 24 to 10. Give me the 49ers to mm-hmm. cover. Uh, and we're not necessarily going to give every cover here, but if you want to get all of our picks against the spread, make sure to check out ddnvr.com where we've got all the coaching news mm-hmm. that you can, that you could ever think of this week. Henry's got an awesome piece previewing this season. Yep. And then we're also going to have our Broncos pick them where we give our picks against the spread mm-hmm. and also discuss who the Broncos next head coach will be. If, it's not Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh, and that conversation just appears to be potentially getting more real as the days play out. Mm-hmm. Of course, we can come back Monday and say, "Oh my gosh, the Broncos are going to get both Sean Payton yep. and Jim Harbaugh."
0: Also, if you are on DraftKings right now, over sixty and a half rushing yards for Kenneth Walker—he's been insane the last few weeks. Like, I, I, I would have set this line me. at like eighty-five
2: scares me, Henry, just because think, of how good the 49ers' front seven is. Definitely.
0: But, again, he's gone over 100 in three consecutive games, okay. at least. It's just the last three that show up here. I,
2: so we'll see. If, if you trust, 60 should be easy. If you trust Henry, it's easy. If you if you trust me, I'm I'm nervous. we are giving that man 25, 30 <laughs>
0: carries. He's gonna get it. It's probably true. It's probably yeah. true.
2: Unless Brock Purdy goes off for like two touchdowns in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, I still don't think. I mean, maybe you chuck up some long balls to yeah. DK and see if you get lucky. But I, it's gonna take a lot to get Pete Carroll off his game plan, and that's, that's just gonna that's be pound true. the ball.
2: That's very true yep. as well. Um, okay, so there's our picks. Ryan is also going with the 49ers as well. So clean sweep. For the 49ers, in our view, the second game, the night game, the closest game in terms of what Vegas thinks. I believe the Chargers have been a one-point favorite. I think they may now be up to two and a half right now. Chargers going into Jacksonville. Dare I say Jacksonville was kind of lit last week for their game?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. Yeah. This is such a a weird one to choose from. I think it's the second highest total of any of these games in the first round.
2: Let me guess. I'm going to go 54.
0: 47 and a half. Oh, the second yeah. highest? I mean, playoff oh, okay. football. Yeah, playoff yeah, football, it's yeah. It's true. That's what happens. But, again, this is these are two defenses that have been playing really, really well recently. Yep. So You're right. it's kind of tough for me to say what's going to happen. Um, but you like the under? I do okay. think I like okay. the under. I, I almost bet at this point, I was like, oh, let's <laughs> let's hold off for now. Because you could also see this. Turning into Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, who gets the ball last, it'd be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, everybody does. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what people like. But I mean, couldn't get the running game going against the Titans at all. It's also Travis Etienne, who I think is running for like five yards a carry this year, but it's all like outside type of stuff. You, they were doing they they were not going to have a chance running like that against the Titans' defense, like just so big and thick. I think
2: Titans defense, one of the best against the run, one of the worst yes, against the pass.
0: Exactly, exactly. And so I, I wonder if they can get that going. Chargers haven't been able to really run the ball either. Uh, give me give me the Chargers.
2: You're taking the Chargers. Ryan's taking the Jags. And uh, I think this is going to be the Austin Eckler game. I think oh. – I, I, I don't know how it's going to come, whether it's on the ground where – before the Broncos game, Austin Eckler, I think, had back-to-back two touchdown r- rushing games. Yeah. It's the first time since Ladanian Tomlinson that a Chargers <laughs> running back has done that. Austin Eckler, again, before last week when the Broncos shut him down, shut the Chargers down, uh, Austin Eckler was... Uh, just unstoppable. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he averaged in the past six games before that or four games before that over 100 all all scrimmage, or scrimmage yards. He has been so good, and I think that is what's going to separate this game, especially with Mike Williams out. I think Austin Eckler makes enough yep. plays, maybe looking for him to get like 150 yards from scrimmage in this game. And I'm going to go the Chargers as well, which is good news for mm-hmm. the Broncos coaching search. Yep. According to you and I, the Broncos won't be competing with the Chargers for Sean Payton. Ryan, on the other hand, of course he's not going to pick the Chargers, but maybe he should be cheering for the Chargers if he listens to this podcast <laughs> today when he's out on the beach. So there we go. Let's move to Sunday games, Dolphins and Bills. According <laughs> to the spread, this isn't just a bad playoff game. This is one of the worst playoff games that's ever been out there yep almost 14 point spread favoring the bills in Buffalo
0: yeah as it should be you know it's this to me is just a stay away I'm not betting on a massive spread like that um I am taking the bills to win though how could you not yeah like you'd have to be insane to not take that the, yeah. the dolphins have not been good recently I I know everybody's probably heard that but they start what like eight and three yep and then finish nine and eight yep it's awful.
2: It's and that, awful. And that was with Tua some of those stretches. Mm-hmm. Now they don't just not have Tua. They don't have Teddy Bridgewater. They They're have nothing. Skylar Thompson. They
0: have nothing. It's it's rough. I after the Nuggets game, maybe it was the Clippers game last week. It was on ESPN, so they cut to SportsCenter after. They were showing clips of Mike McDaniel's press conference. It was so sad. (laughs) Like he's up there doing the same like nerdy guy stuff. You can tell he hasn't slept in like weeks. He's like not that funny. The energy's low and you're just like, oh God. It's (laughs) the thing that we talked about with Nathaniel Hackett where it's like everybody's going to love him unless things don't go well. (laughs) Immediately things don't go well. Now Mike McDaniel, he's he's about to go take this beating and he's going to have a rough off season afterward.
2: Yeah, it's going to be tough. Henry, you said you're not going to bet on this game because it's too big of a spread, and yep. I totally understand that. And this is just me. I don't know if there's a spread that I wouldn't bet on the Bills here. I don't know <laughs> what they could put it at for me to say. I honestly think if it got to 20, I'd be like, okay, I'm staying off this. Now, I'm not going to yeah. put a big bet out there on the Bills minus 13 and 135 half. But I think the Bills end up winning this by 20 points or more. That's why, legitimately, I could see myself Mm -hmm. betting on them at minus 23.5 or something if there was some juice. So 13.5, I think the Bills are still going to cover. I mean, this is just a a Dolphins team that right when they traded for Bradley Chubb, they did that to uh, certainly make a playoff push this Mm -hmm. year. Not necessarily a Super Bowl run this year because then they also signed Chubb to, to a massive long-term deal. So they did that as kind of to 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 be a competitive team for many mm-hmm. years to come. But right when they made that trade, boy, did they just start getting worse and yep. worse and worse. Skyler Thompson so got sad. the win last week against the Jets, but it was against the Jets. Mm-hmm. And wasn't it like 14-13 game or something? I mean, it was extremely low yep. scoring. It's not like Skyler was able to do anything. The way the Dolphins win this game is Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle combined for 300 yards yeah. or something. And it's because Skylar Thompson gets them screens and Tyreek Hill takes them 75 yards, and they yep. do that like three or four times.
0: Yep. I mean, this is – if 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 Mike McDaniel is a good coach, this will be an incredible game to watch because he knows that. He yeah. knows that there's nothing you can do except get Tyreek Hill yep. and Jalen Waddle the ball, and you can't trust your quarterback to give them the ball downfield. Right. So what does he draw up? Yeah. Is Tyreek Hill playing running back half the game? Like, there's going to be some weird stuff like that. I like if if they are going to have any sort of chance, which they probably don't yeah. you no, know, it's just so sad like if they had Teddy, I'd say like yeah, you know there's the path he he hits them for a couple big plays right. you, you you score on half your drives safe with the ball exactly the the defense steps up you know what they're capable of you know the talent that they have they just haven't quite put that on display so I don't know there's this is going to be a really sad game, but also kind of fun to see what they do with Tyreek Hill.
2: Yeah, probably a good thing that it's in the morning. If you sleep in and you miss yeah. it, you're probably not going to miss anything. Although, if you miss the first half, the game's going to be over at halftime, anyways. I so we're so. halfway through our picks. Uh, Ryan also, of course, has the Bills, just like Henry and I. We're all just logical, sensible humans. How, are with we this all pick. the
0: same? Yeah, um, so far are we
2: are. No, Ryan has the Jags. Oh, okay, right. So you oh, and yeah, I, yeah. you and I are the same. And maybe we'll get some juice in these last three games, but first I gotta tell you about a new partner alert, yes. Jive Hive. Jive Hive is a virtual dispensary on wheels. Here's the way to think of it. Think of it, <laughs> Uber Eats for weed. And so Whoa. how you order it, because they have no physical stores, you go to jivehive.com. Henry, how is this not created before?
0: I would guess because of laws.
2: Yeah. Maybe that's it. (laughs) Maybe like COVID because didn't COVID relax, um, Mm -hmm. uh, restaurants being able to deliver alcohol. So now maybe this kind of got their foot in the door. What a brilliant idea though. I mean, especially in Colorado, I feel like this is going to absolutely blow up, not just because you can stay at home, but let's say you have a profession where you don't want to run into someone picking up your weed. You don't have to worry about that because no one else is going to be there because they come to you right to your house. And if you've already been partying, you don't want to get in a car. This is a safe way to get it delivered to you. Uh, And it's convenient pricing because they don't have those brick and mortar stores means better costs for the customers because they're not having to pay for rent. Uh, So there's so many different reasons to get it. And got a uh, qr code on the screen if you just want to wow. go straight to them you can scan the qr code if you're watching on youtube or you can just go to jivehive.com and make sure to go to J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. they're delivering now in monument falcon Peyton fountain woodland park security widefield aurora and greenwood village so make sure to check them out that's jivehive.com
0: those are some places in there that I have never heard of. <laughs>
2: well, and we have Falcon, or Fountain. No, I said Falcon. I said Fountain twice, but it's meant to be Falcon.
0: Interesting. Like, there's a Peyton? There's um, a Peyton
2: Colorado? Maybe that just means Peyton Manning's house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they, yeah. they deliver specifically That's to him probably if he wants it.
0: Security?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> okay,
0: no. we can we can move along. I need to look at a map at some point, though. Uh, also, Foco um they make all sorts of really cool things just items i think is the best way to describe what they make they have like christmas ornaments what's next holiday martin luther king day people don't
2: yep that's this in like three days it is no yes yes it is uh the next one after that president's day i think's in february
0: probably not much bronco themed gear for that either easter Easter, ba- they they might have like an Easter basket with it. like a Bronco yeah, logo yeah, on it, some do. some Bronco bunny ears yeah, or something. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the kind of stuff they do. It's all sorts oh, of really here cool you go. gear. Oh. He tried to throw it while he's standing on. <laughs> This is a blanket, but with sleeves.
2: Oh, and a hood. And a hood. Oh, and, and, so, uh, and Bronco's on it.
0: Yeah, so you so you put it on, and you're nice and warm, but also you can use your
2: arms. He wants it back. Yeah, he wants it back. Okay, fine. You can yeah, have it. Yeah, this isn't yours.
0: Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of really cool stuff <laughs> like that. There's sandals. There's Crocs, but maybe not Croc brand. Who's to say? They might be um yeah just really everything with the broncos logo that's foco and if you use the code dmvr you can get 10 percent off all non-presale items there's a link below this youtube video there's a link in the description for the podcast as well
2: and as our super producer yaya says make sure to give us a like a thumbs up hit the subscribe button turn on alerts so you know when we're going live Mm -hmm. because of course we're doing this monday through friday at noon now yep but if news drops We'll be doing an emergency pod, so if you have those alerts on, you will not miss us. And of course, if you're tuning in on the podcast side of things, we'd really appreciate a five-star review. Now that we're in the first week of the offseason, things are about to get weird, wild, and wacky. Wow. Wow is (laughs) right. Okay, let's see if we can maybe have some weird, wild, and wacky picks in these last, maybe even wowing ones, in these three last games. Giants and Vikings. Henry, I know your girlfriend's a Vikings fan. You have yeah. Vikings here? <sighs>
0: uh this is the game I am maybe least excited for.
2: Wow. This is
0: not these are two teams that are not good. Like mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just come out and say Whoa, it. Whoa, the Vikings bluntly. were
2: 13 and 4, Henry.
0: With a negative point differential. <laughs> yeah. I think by DVOA, I'll pull up the real number because the real number is even better than what I uh I, I could give you. But I mean, these are not good football teams. The the what the Vikings have the however many one score wins they they barely yeah keep stay in the game and then bang at the end they go win it sure we could buy the hype train for that if you want sure they also got Clutch. smoked by the Packers <laughs> yeah.
2: smoked just two weeks ago
0: yeah two yeah. weeks ago yeah. I mean, they they're just they are not talented the Giants on the other hand have had one 100 yard receiving game this season <laughs> that's Wondale Robinson who hit 100 on the dot no <laughs> wow. no no games with more than 100 yards uh they've won two of their last eight games Oof. saquon quietly having the best season of his career yeah. future bronco saquon if they get sean payton Ooh. we can talk about this a different day but i think i mean he had 91 catches as a rookie alvin Kamara's never had 91 catches yeah, it's incredible i think that that might be a fit worth looking into for wow. an offense that needs some juice
2: for 15 mil 11
0: i think okay. it's not bad okay. especially because you know I in my mock off season this is going down rabbit hole i gave <laughs> i think like i cut chase Edmonds' salary down to four and a half you could just take six million off the books if you just cut him yep i added another running back for like five million okay if you're paying nine and a half for Edmonds sure. and dante form you could make the case that just go get safer sure, but absolutely now we have gone down that road which wasn't the plan <laughs> Giants need intrigued. Saquon to have a big day to have a chance. Yep, I don't think he will. Okay. I'll take the Vikings. They suck too, though.
2: Mm, the Vikings. Yeah, this is. I mean, you're right about both of these teams. Neither of these teams are that good. Mm-hmm. Which Henry, to me, says both of these teams are extremely well coached. And oh, you know wow. what? The Broncos. Could have had either of these coaches. They could have had Kevin O'Connell last year, who was my guy. And a guy we didn't talk about because the Broncos didn't talk about him at all was Brian Dable. They could have had him as well, potentially. They don't even interview him. And what does he do? He goes and could potentially be the coach of the year. In fact, I think he was favored the last time coach of the year odds were out. He was favored to get this award because when you look at these giants, they're bad. I mean, the the talent is not there outside of Saquon Barkley. (laughs) He's like the only piece they have. So I agree with you. He's got to have a huge game for them to win. And I think he has a huge game for them to win. (laughs) Whoever wins this game, Hank, they're losing in the next round. So this game doesn't matter in terms of like the big scheme of the playoffs. But I'm going to go Giants upset here. And Vegas thinks it's going to be a close one. Vikings are at home they get the home three. So Mm -hmm. they're favored by three points. Give me the Giants here, but I was really confident in this at the beginning of the week. I have zero confidence in this game. This is one that I would completely stay away from from a betting perspective because I could see either team winning in a blowout.
0: And that's, I like that that's how you finished because I was thinking like, can you bet on a team to win by double digits? Because I feel like either the Vikings are going to totally implode. yeah, Totally, totally implode. yeah, Or... They're just going to be much much better because that's a weird thing. Like I'm totally with you that Dable has been an amazing coach this year because they don't have talent. The Vikings, I'm not sure how I grade Kevin O'Connell. Fair because thirteen and four. That's the thing though. (laughs) But also by DVOA, two spots worse than the Broncos. The Broncos played better football than the Vikings this season, but the Vikings got the wins. Isn't that coaching though?
2: Don't you kind of put that
0: on coaching of like? But I also think with that much talent on the roster that they should be. They should just be playing good football and not getting lucky. I see. But, I mean, they are getting lucky and they are winning games. So I don't even, I I don't have a take on Kevin O'Connell.
2: Can you bet on just either team to win by double digits?
0: I I don't think so, but I would love to. That would be a
2: fun one for this game. (laughs) I I, I would like that because I don't know who's going to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if whoever wins it's by like 10 or more points. Um, Ryan's going with me on the Giants as well, which means Mm. we all don't have the same picks now. We all, in a different way, have different picks, which I like. Heading into the Ravens-Bengals game, Sunday night football. Saying Ravens-Bengals in the playoffs brings a lot of juice. That should be the Sunday night football game Mm -hmm. from a team perspective, a divisional game, but it's not really like that. Lamar Jackson, three minutes ago, Henry, was officially ruled out of this game. I don't know about Tyler Huntley. Uh, So the Ravens are either playing with a backup quarterback or a third-string quarterback. Bengals, what's the spread? Do you have it up right now?
0: I just left that page. I was trying to find the 10-point uh, win. There it is,
2: 8.5. 8.5. Man, I think that's going to grow. I wouldn't even be surprised if it tops 10 before the game starts. Probably go at 9.5 or something, mm-hmm. and that's how this game's going to go. The Bengals could have routed the Ravens last week when they played this nearly yes. exact same team. They kind of let off in, what was it, a 14, 17-point game yep. or something? They could have beat them by 30. That's what this game's going to be.
0: I'm, I'm curious. Ty- Tyler Huntley... Was a full participant in practice today? Okay.
2: They did not have him last week.
0: No, they did not, and he's questionable for this game. Okay. So we'll see what's up there. But I think they have a chance if he plays. I Ooh. think they have a chance. Ooh-hoo. It needs to be a uh, just an ugly game, okay? Which the that's how the Ravens win. Yeah, is like they they pound the ball on the ground. They don't give up anything in the running game. They they avoid giving up big plays in the passing game. And then all of a sudden, it's it's a close game at the end. I think. That's why the spread bet's probably the most tempting of anything here. Yeah. Um, J.K. Dobbins has had a few really big games the last few weeks. Man, so you, you could see the path.
2: I like that you're presenting an argument for the Ravens because I, yeah. I see zero chance. Yeah. No, that's no fair.
0: Chance. But yeah, I mean, the Bengals aren't really running the ball. There's there's games where they're leading rushers just putting up like thirty yards, forty yards, and again, that's that's a defense that. The the Ravens defense could make them do that again. Yeah. And if that's the case, the ball's in the air a lot. The, the this defense can force a couple turnovers too. Um, I'll I'll take the Ravens plus eight and a half, and just hope that Huntley uh-huh. plays because he's he's spicy. He's one of the best backups in the league. He's still that's a true. backup, that's but true. He's, that's true. He can he can get them to 14, 17 points. If he gets them to twenty, they have a chance.
2: Mm, okay, I like it. You picking him? To win? Do it. Bengals. Uh, it's Bengals. It'd just okay. be dumb. It'd just be dumb. Yeah, it would be. It would be. But if you believe in it, what are the odds? Plus three eighty again? Three forty. Three forty, man. If you believe in them, those are really good odds to get. And did you see Lamar Jackson on the or I'm sorry, uh Joe Burrow on the Colin Coward podcast?
0: The window is as long as I'm here.
2: Um that I'm not sure if it was that one, but okay. I'm talking about Pat Sertan.
0: Oh, I did see that. I did see that. It, yep. it,
2: it was a cool conversation. Maybe we'll even play it on this show next week. Uh, but essentially, Joe Burrow said what the AP said and what the players said, mm-hmm. that Pat Sertan is the best cornerback in the NFL. Yeah. But I got to say, Colin Coward was a little awkward in his interview, and Joe Burrow yeah. just wanted nothing to do with it. It, it was pretty uh, It was pretty funny. He was just stone cold, and Joe Burrow is just going to run away with this game. And final huh. game of the week, Monday Night Football uh, R. K. Bengals as well. Yes. Okay. And Monday night football. You got the Cowboys going into Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. This is what, a nine and eight Buccaneers team playing uh 13 and 4, 12 and 5? An eight and nine Buccaneers yeah. team because they lost. Oh, playing a 12 and five Cowboys team. <sighs> On paper, this one shouldn't be close. Do you think the Cowboys are gonna win? They're slight favorites. I do. Cowboys. Uh, I th-
0: This is this was the one that competes with the other game for game I'm least excited for. And I know this is the one that everybody has circled, but just because it's Tom Brady, and I I am so over that. I'm not (laughs) circling games because of Tom Brady. Like I'm just not. And I really don't care about the Cowboys either. Yeah. Like it could be a good game. I do think anything could happen. But I mean to me, the the Cowboys before last week, they'd won six to seven. Yeah. They're, They're a good team. To be fair, like the Bucks. They they didn't play their starters for most of last week. They were five and four in the nine games before that, but the losses were to Cincinnati, San Francisco. I think the Browns in overtime and Baltimore it's with more Lamar. More legit so, teams. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean it's not like they're terrible. Right. Like they're just not beating good teams. And if you beat the bad teams, you don't beat the good teams. Just give me the Cowboys. I think there's a chance that they just go for thirty, forty points and
2: Ryan's going with the Cowboys as well, okay. and I couldn't disagree with you or Ryan more. Really? This is absolutely the game that I have circled Really, because it's Tom Brady Ugh. in the playoffs. It's this is gross. Mike McCarthy. This is the Dallas Cowboys, a good team in the regular season, and they just choke in the postseason. They could True. not have got a worse draw in this first round on the NFC side. Obviously, they couldn't have played the Eagles because the Eagles have the one seed. I think this is the toughest game that the Cowboys could have got. They have to go on the road and don't overthink it. This is Tom Brady in the playoffs against the Cowboys team that, you're right, last week uh, they they choked big time. They were good leading up to Mm -hmm. last week. I think just like the Chargers last week could hurt the Chargers in this game, I think last week's... Really disgusting performance against the Sam Howells first start in the NFL against the Washington or against the Commanders, and they lose that game when they needed to win to potentially get the number one seed. They lose, oh my gosh, give me Tampa Bay. I love that I get plus money on Tampa Bay. In fact, I already got in on them when they were like plus 135. I'll probably hit them again. I think they've really? gone down to plus 125, 120. Give me Tampa Bay, and we're recording these picks, so we will know exactly who wins this. And speaking of winning things, Henry, we're going to continue our AFC West Mm -hmm. predictions as the playoffs go. And so this week, I've got the Chargers and the only AFC West playoff game. Ryan's got the Jags, and you have the Chargers as well. But going into the playoffs, Ryan's in last place. And basically out of it. 29 and 23, not out of it. Oh, you and I, 10 games over 500. Wow. We're 31 and 21 tied. And regardless of what happens this week, we're going to be tied again yep. in first place. Ryan can't catch us oh. this week. And then, so we'll just see how it long the Chiefs one game go, back. how long the Chargers go, and we could win this thing next week, potentially, if the Chiefs end up losing. So that's where we are. And then, of course, we have our season-long teams This was the big one. This was for a dinner. A big dinner is on the line in this one. A big dinner. And uh, I think I can eliminate one person from this competition right now. Yes. The person that's not on this podcast today is essentially out. Ryan Goodbye. is sitting there with 82 points and remember how we drew this up? We did a draft before the season started, drafted 30 of the 32 teams. Whoever whichever team you got, you got to win every or you got a point every time that team got a win in the yep. regular season. You got 2 points for those teams that you draft and make in the playoffs. Then you get two points for each postseason win, and then you get an additional two-point bonus if your team wins the Super Bowl. Ryan's sitting there with 82 points. He has three playoff teams, mm-hmm. the Bucks, the Bengals, and the Cowboys. Henry, you've essentially eliminated Ryan. You have yes. 98 points, and you have four playoff teams to Ryan's three. Ooh. You have the Ravens, 49ers, Vikings, and Jaguars. I'm ahead of you, 107 points, so a good lead, but I'm not calling it over yet. Unfortunately for you guys, I have six playoff teams. I got the Bills, Chargers, Chiefs, Eagles, Dolphins, and Giants, so you're going to have to make a playoff push this week in order to come back. We drafted 30 of 32 teams. You know the two teams we didn't draft? Texans? That was one of them. And, and so we, we were right about the Texans not drafting them. They were the yeah. second worst team in the NFL.
0: Oh, who was the other? Was the other Seahawks?
2: A playoff team. Oh, the no. The Seahawks. Oh, we that's all thought terrible. they were going to be awful. In fact, we thought the Browns, Bears, Lions, Foul. I mean, we, we thought all of those yep. teams were going to be better than the Seahawks, and the Seahawks were actually the better ones. So that's something to continue to follow during playoffs. And speaking of. Uh, following let's talk to the people and follow yes. their lead what questions they have i think we got a few super chats to hit first one coming in uh from andrew we already hit this one but again just wanted to say thank you andrew for the super chat next one from kyle garcia says mm-hmm. to answer the show's question no personal personally i think sean is semi overrated would be much happier with harbaugh than sean payton being hired to denver
0: Yeah, I mean, the tough thing about the whole overrated conversation is that when there are a lot of people saying he's overrated right now, which makes you think that maybe the public opinion, when you factor everybody in, isn't that he's a top three head coach. Like I think it's kind of that if he were to come back, he'd be a top 10 head coach and maybe trending toward top five. And I just don't think that that's overrated. I, I think that if you said he's the eighth, ninth head coach in the league, yeah, I mean, you run through it. Would you take Belichick over him? Yeah, yeah. Tomlin yeah. probably. Like, there is that list. Read, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: you're pro- you're probably right. Yeah.
0: So I do think that if everybody says somebody's overrated, then doesn't that just mean everybody <laughs> thinks? He's right yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so fair, I do think fair, that fair, he's fair. yeah. There, there are people who really think that he's like top three coach. I'll say he's a top three offensive thinker guy. I'll, I'll put. <laughs> A Put that in guy. Ink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in terms of just overall coach, yeah, he's he's a top ten
2: coach. And I, I'm there with you. He, yeah, he's a top ten coach if he comes back in the NFL this year. If someone wants to say he's top three, yeah, I'll, I'll push back and say he's overrated there. But. When you have a top 10 coach, Henry, you're Mm -hmm. not losing games because of your coaching like the Broncos have so many years, and that would just be such a nice crutch to not have to lean on anymore. Next one from Zachary Gardner, our guy says, only thing I'm worried about is the draft compensation for Sean Payton. We still have holes that I'm not sure can be fixed in free agency, and here's where I'm at with draft compensation. If Sean Payton's your guy, he's your number one guy, Mm -hmm. you have no questions about him you give up the first round pick San Francisco's first round pick. I'm not sure I'm giving up my 2024 first round pick you give it up and it's no big deal because you think you have your guy for the next seven ish years Mm -hmm. as a head coach. However, if you say Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Dan Quinn, Jim Caldwell, they're all on the same level, which I don't believe is the case. But if you think there's other coaches on Sean Payton's level, then yeah, the draft compensation is a deal breaker for me.
0: Yeah. I think that that's definitely fair. Um, I think as a tiebreaker, it's... Yeah, I'd rather have Jim Harbaugh and not give up the first-round pick. Although I have been kind of down on Jim Harbaugh the last couple days. Not saying it's a bad hiring or anything, but, you know, would it just be a flame-out? I think that possibility is Mm -hmm. very much there. Whereas with Sean Payton, he's bringing stability at the very least. And, you know, that's one of the Jim Harbaugh things, is that like he likes to cause problems... So that he can (laughs) fix them because he thinks that that's like healthy is the wrong word, but that can be like a productive exercise be like, oh, guess Uh. what the owner said about you, Russ? The owner said this. (laughs) What are you going to do? Oh, I think that if we do this, you know, so there's like those mind games and sometimes that stuff just doesn't work. Mm. So I, I Sean Payton, he's my number two behind Jim Harbaugh in terms of who the Broncos should go after. So you, Jim, it, even with what you just I, said, I think so. still your number one. I yeah, think, I yeah. think so.
2: Jim's my number one, but I'm getting worried that the Broncos are being played by him. Me and, too. And, uh, he's the only one that's talked with the Broncos now, I believe the only one that's scheduled to even be on mm-hmm. any team's radar. Um, although Indianapolis is just always connected with him, but that, that scares me. It scares me that the Broncos yeah. are being played by him. And one more from our guy, Zachary says also, Who are your guys' favorite free agent targets? Well, we're certainly going to get deep down this hole once free agency gets closer. We're going to preview everything, not just the coaching search. But, Mm -hmm. Henry, can you give me one free agent target?
0: Isaac Sayamalo. He's a guard for the Eagles. There we go. Has been really, really good this year. Um, He has had a couple of seasons with injuries before, which is scary. But he is really, really good. And I think that if you add him, you have some flexibility. I think Garrett Bradbury, the center for the Vikings, would be a good fit in a lot of different ways. But if you say, go after Saquon and want to give him a bunch of money, I would understand that. You bring in Sayamalo. You you let Lloyd Cushenberry run it back. I don't think that'd be the worst thing in the world. But if you, you, know, you draft a, a tackle in the first round, then all of a sudden you've replaced a couple starters. I, I think that Just about any plan Isaac Sayamala fits really well into and just solves an obvious need.
2: I like it. I like it a lot, especially on the offensive line. Uh, You got me thinking about Saquon, but I'm not going to go down the paying running back. I'm going to go as of now. Orlando Brown's a free agent. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about just solving right tackle for a very long time. That would be great. He's going to cost you probably way too much in order for you to actually go down, but Zachary, you asked, top free agent right now. So I'm going to go with Orlando Brown in terms of mm-hmm. the Broncos perspective. So thank you all so much for the super chats. Let's hit a couple of questions on the website. The first one comes in from our guy. The count says, my gents, if either Jimmy Harbs or Shawnee McPayton is hired, would they have more say and influence over draft decisions than other coaching candidates? Has George Payton's draft leash been tightened by ownership at all? Love the count.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Um, The thing about draft compensation is that none of it is guaranteed. And it it just makes it really tough to say. It's hard to compare a coach to a draft pick. You know, like, I think it's really easy. Somebody was saying this would be a good time to trade Justin Simmons. His his contract is fairly low for how well he's playing. You know, I think he's like Mm -hmm. a top five to ten paid safety and he's playing like yeah. a top safety. Uh, you could get out of it pretty quickly. Broncos retain some of it. You could get a lot of picks for him. You know, if you could get a first and a second, well, then you say like, well, Ooh. first, you can justify that because you uh, you can draft a replacement who probably won't be as good as him. There's a chance he is though. You save a bunch of money and then you get the second, which is kind of like the sweetener. Like, yep. here's, here's why I do it. With a coach comparing him to draft compensation, there's just no one-to-one across... Way to to do that, you know. So I I struggle with that part of the whole Sean Payton deal.
2: Fair, fair, fair. And, and to to answer the count's question, um, I do think that Harbaugh or Payton would have more influence. Uh, than George Payton in terms of oh. draft decisions. I think oh, I thought he was talking about trading that's the right, first that's form. Right. No, that's fair. No, I liked where you were yeah. going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think those guys would have a lot more influence than the other coaching candidates. I think the other coaching candidates uh, uh. would be a big win for Sean Payton or for um, George Payton mm-hmm. uh, because I think he keeps a lot of his power, but I think these guys come in and take it away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they definitely take a lot of it away. I also think, though, that just having him as a voice in the room, he it's a third round and yeah. it's yeah. whoever and he goes and says hey this guy is really good look he's this freak athlete in this sort of way um you know i'm i'm not sure if you like him in particular there's also these two other guys who i also really like because they do these things and so i i don't think it's Sean Payton looking through a draft board saying like this guy this guy this guy i think payton's kind of bringing him good options of and course. i think That's a healthy way to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but I think what happens is George Payton, especially in the later rounds, Mm -hmm. says, okay, these are the guys we really like, and then Sean Payton or Jim Harbaugh goes, okay, of these three options, we're taking this guy.
0: We we need a tight end here. Give me me your best tight end. Right.
2: Where in the past, it's been George Payton saying, These are three options. These are our three options, and we're going with this guy.
0: Yes. Everybody tell me what you think, and I'll make my own decision. Exactly.
2: Next one from C. Fillmore72 says Am I missing Jerry's daily dose of worldly wisdom and his compassionate, informed, and motivational leadership at the podium? Or he says he is missing (laughs) that. He needs his own podcast, dispensing (laughs) Roseburg gold during the offseason. Like many, I sincerely hope he stays on the staff. All the best from the West of England, Christopher. And I'm happy you brought up Jerry. Rosberg, Christopher, Mm -hmm. because earlier this week I said there's no way he's coming back unless it's for a head coaching job. After I said that, Mm -hmm. Jerry kind of talked in a way of he's reevaluating what he wants to do in the future. I still think he wants to ideally get that head coaching job, but I don't think he's going to get it from the Broncos because they haven't interviewed him and you think they would have done it this week when they had some time and they were able to interview him. But I think that there may be a path where you can get him back as a special teams coordinator, which is a which is really exciting.
0: I, I agree that there's a path. I think you're fighting an uphill battle a yeah. little bit. Again, he lived in a hotel this season. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Does he want to do that again? Right. You know, there's, there's just questions like that that he would have to... He'd have to accept that that's how his life would look, but I do think that there's a path. And also, I think the thing I appreciate most about Jerry Rosberg is that we were the highlight of his day.
1: Mm. I fully believe <laughs> yeah. that his
0: favorite part of the day was like, 15 minutes of just standing up and talking and getting asked questions and yeah it's it's a grandpa move he played it, the it role is. really well though
2: it is it is i love talking to him and it'd be a joy to talk to him once a week especially special yeah, teams coordinator totally. next year yeah man and just the dream scenario right now for me jim harbaugh head coach mm-hmm. jim or david Shaw, yeah offensive coordinator uh ijiro ivaro Defense coordinator yep. and jerry rosberg special teams coordinator mm-hmm. that would just be an all-star staff it would
0: be and i think there's a chance you could upgrade on Coach E. Ooh, as it sounds kind of crazy vic considering Fangio? like see i i've made my thoughts on vic bangio coming back pretty clear i'm not a huge fan but you could see the appeal of it obviously yeah and there's other names probably out there who would want to sign up to be the highest paid defensive coordinator on Jim Harbaugh's staff, it's running a true. defense with that much talent? I mean, very true. I I think EJRO Evro is almost like a floor for that position. A very very good floor. He'd be a good ceiling in a lot of places.
2: Mm, okay, well I like that. And maybe we're talking about this discussion it's in possible. two weeks as Jim Harbaugh builds his staff in Denver. We have one more comment around round us out this week. Broncos 502 says, "Am I the only person not on the Harbaugh wagon?" How do we know he's staying longer than three to four years? Prior to Michigan, he left San Diego after two seasons, three at Stanford and four with the 49ers. The Broncos need someone committed to staying for years to come like Shanahan. This team has had eight coaches in the same amount of time Shanahan was the coach. Give me Peyton Wilson for years to come, and this team will get back to the winning ways we all know and love. Keep up the great work, and let's have a great off-season of pods. I'm happy that you presented this, mm-hmm. but now let me give the counterpoint to your counterpoint you just conveniently left out that he's been at Stanford for what, or, or at Michigan for what, eight years now? Yep. So there's stability there. And uh, where would he go after the Broncos? I understand that, that it could flame out. And I've made it very clear if he's here for four years and three of them are great, just like with the 49ers, I'm taking it and running with it. So that's not an issue with me. It's an issue with you, and I understand why, But where would he go? He's already been to his alma Mm -hmm. mater. There's not like a stepping – jobs in the NFL aren't stepping stones for other jobs in the NFL. This would almost feel like his last big jump. So I don't think he would be rushing to leave to go somewhere else. He certainly could flame out, but that would be my counter to that. Uh, And the other thing is with Sean Payton, something we Mm -hmm. haven't talked about, and we're going to really dive into Sean Payton uh, more specifically on who he is and what he brings to the table next week. But Sean Payton, don't forget, he just left the Saints high and dry. When the Saints got in a bad position where they didn't have their quarterback after Drew Brees left, they didn't have draft picks because they traded him. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, they didn't have any salary cap. He left them. He retired, and now he wants back, and he wants back with a different team. So let's not pretend like Sean Payton is uh, the most loyal guy around who's not just going to leave Mm -hmm. a team when things get tough.
0: Yep, and the thing is, like, with him, this this would be his kind of last run. You know, He he's 59. Say he has five years with the Broncos and tries the same plan where it's like, oh, I'm going to go take a year off then join another team. Then he joins another team when he's like 66. And I guess there's a chance. You're talking that, about Jim? Uh, with uh, Peyton. With Sean, okay. Yeah, they're both 59, right? Is that true?
2: I don't know. Are they?
0: I think they I, both they're are. They're both right around there, at least. Yeah, but... um. Our producer,
2: so, you here, stepping up to the plate. Let's
0: <laughs> the, go. Wow. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's – I'm not too worried about that with Sean Payton just because it does feel like his last run. With Harbaugh, I'd kind of set the line for being here at like four and a half years. Like, I think that you kind of ex- it. accept – Exactly. You kind of accept that he's he's somebody who comes in, kicks everybody's ass, <laughs> whips them into shape, and then is probably out pretty quickly for – relationship whatever and what be, because I'm not sure he's 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 great at at the rebuild projects. He's great yep. at turning programs around. No doubt. I'm not sure that he's the guy who comes in to win you a Super Bowl. He, and he might be. Like he, he he's done so much in the past that you could see how that could yeah. be. I also really do think though that it probably is like a 3-4 year thing where he comes in, has some has some success, there's some falling out at some level. He goes wherever he goes, and the Broncos are a very, very appealing job at that point because they have a lot of talent. They're coming off success and can hire a head coach who they think brings them over the
2: top. To me, R- sign me up. Yeah. That. Real quick, if you had a guess, who do you think is older? Um, I'm going to go Sean. How about you?
0: I thought they were both 59.
2: So, one's older, which do you think older? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm asking you a question for a reason. <laughs> oh, Dang, you're right, Henry. Give both me Harbaugh.
2: Harbaugh is 60. Oh. Champagne is 59. Oh, he is really 60? close. There we go. Wow. That's a shame. Great work. Yeah, here. That's that's why we keep you around. I'm just a stats guy. That's all I am. <laughs> I have Google, and that's what I'm good for. A, a stats guy when it comes to age. I love it. I absolutely love it. Are you
0: sure Jim Harbaugh is 60?
2: Oh, no. Are
0: you questioning Google right now? Is that what you're telling me? I would never question Google. I questioned you.
2: Yeah, but you're saying my
0: information from
2: Google is inaccurate. Oh, boy. This will be a tough start for you here if he was wrong on Did you
0: potentially Google John
2: Harbaugh? Oh, no. I I did, actually. You're
0: right. They are both 59. Let's
2: go. I was wrong. But Google was right. Wow. Oh, I, um, I take away all of the math it's, 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 credit I gave you, here. Yeah, I
0: Googled John. Let me look up <laughs> Jim <laughs> real quick.
2: I got to say, I and people have been calling me out for it, I've been using John and Jim interchangeably this week. <laughs> I just think that you guys all understand who I'm talking about because I don't think the Broncos are going to be hiring John Harbaugh anytime
0: soon. No, and I'll take one more victory lap in saying that Jim Harbaugh is six days older than uh, than uh, Sean Payton. Yeah, so wait, so, wait, so I was right on both levels. Jim's
2: older? Six, days, six yeah. days, Let's yeah. go. Then <laughs> I was right, too. Let's so go, Wow. So
0: everybody was right except oh, wait, you no, here? I
2: think I said Sean. I don't remember what I said. Yeah, I just rolled this it. This has been a long... And it's also not my fault that their parents named them almost identically. <laughs> and at not... so
0: such a similar time. Yeah. yeah,
2: like it's... I blame the parents. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all your guys' fault. I'm good. Okay. And yep. uh, um, our guy Jerry Rosberg would call Jim and John's parents mm-hmm. Grandpa Harbaugh. I mean, That's he might he be back this past week.
0: He might be back.
2: <laughs> he, uh, Jerry might, be Jerry back. might be back. Yep, he, he may be back. I can guarantee we will be back on Monday. This has been a blast of a week. Boy, this has been like, mm-hmm. this week has been like a year in a good way. Just in terms of like how much has happened. The Broncos played a game and won a game. Just five days ago, they are now deep in a coaching search, have gone through four interviews. They have four more interviews set up. Pat Sertan has been named a first-team All-Pro twice this week. Justin Simmons has been named a second-team All-Pro. Jerry Judy's been named the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. What a week this has been for the Denver Broncos what a week it's been for this podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We will see you on Monday. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend for Ryan and Henry. And I'm Zach. Have a fantastic weekend.
1: How long's it been since you and I? Rolled out the truck and took a country drive